a good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rudy Anson, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkins, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. All right, welcome back. Uh, it's day three of IMAX 2023. And across from me at the table here is Miguel Neves from Skift Meetings. Welcome. Thank you, Rude. Thank you for having me. How does it feel to be back? It's good. It's a different feeling this year. I think last year we were just happy to be back happy to be meeting face-to-face -face again, and I think this year it's a bit more objective, a bit more business-focused. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I heard your first debrief that you did on, on LinkedIn, I think it was this morning, or on Instagram, I forget which social channel it is. Mm. Uh, I always love catching up with Miguel because he has a sharp pen and a keen insight into what's happening, not only because at one point he was part of Team IMAX and uh, one of the geniuses behind the social media strategies that happened at the time, uh, and those carry on. How does it feel to see an event that you once were so intensely part of, and now you see it from a different, almost like a journalistic perspective? Um, how is that for you personally? I enjoy it. Um, I can see lots of things that haven't changed, uh, which is mostly good, but you know, some things are maybe should change, but you know, I'm not necessarily focused on any one in particular. But I feel like I have a bit of an unfair advantage from a sort of reporting perspective now because I know a lot of the background or I, or I did and so I try to connect the dots and kind of figure out the show. I've been briefing colleagues in my sort of five minute explanation of what IMAX is and mm -hmm. uh, even then, you know, I was with uh, Guy Bigwood who mm -hmm. you know well and uh, he was listening and uh, he learned something new from my five minute explanation of IMAX. Okay. Uh, you know, and it's, yeah, I think it's really nice and a lot of the stuff that I worked on kind of continues in different formats. So it's really, really interesting to see how that's progressed. So some of our auditors who are on the Design Change podcast, and I had no idea what IMAX is or why we were reporting live from it. If you would shrink the five minute version down to a one minute version, um, using kind of the, the canvas as a way to talk through it. And yeah. uh, I know that Miguel being trained as a certified event designer has the skill to do this, uh, even maybe a vu. Um, how would you like describe IMAX as a trade show uh, from the perspective of a prospective event owner, somebody that owns an event or uh, is looking at doing an event? What would they gain from coming to IMAX or what does IMAX mean to them? IMAX means a lot of things to different people. Um, the core of IMAX is connecting people that organize events, that plan events and essentially buy events, so procurement mm -hmm. side of things. Uh, with people that have properties, that have hotels, that have services like destination management, that kind of thing. That's at the core. Um, there is education, there's a lot of things that have minute appointments, cause of the whole event industry. You look at it, you see which stands are big, which stands are investing money, and you see the hotel stands are always busy. You know, there's big buzz at almost any time of the show. There's big 
country investments. You know, countries like Portugal and mm -hmm. Spain and Azerbaijan you know, obviously invest a lot of money in being here uh, mm -hmm. and being there. And um, and so it's it's kind of there's a little there's there's bits for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're if you're at all interested in understanding what's new in the industry, particularly when it comes to properties, when it comes to placing, uh, procuring places of gathering and catering services and those kind of things, mm -hmm. then IMAX is kind of a must-do event. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks so much. So you as an organization, Skiff Meetings, also use events as a medium. Mm -hmm. That's something you do. I, I know you just got back from a whole team gathering that you did in, uh, in Iceland. Um, when you are in that space and business and you know it so intimately well, how does that influence the design of those meetings? It's interesting with Skip because I'm not actually involved in the design of the meetings. I'm involved in our uh, parts of the event, right? So the virtual, mm -hmm. the online events, and also we're doing a uh, Skiff meetings forum in September in New York, which is part of the bigger global forum. So um, it's it's kind of interesting. So Skiff has a sort of formula for their mm, most of their events, which is a 15-minute interview mm -hmm. with key people in the industry. Mm -hmm. So we have really, you know, high-level CEOs, uh, Brian Chesky, CEO of Airbnb, and, and Anthony Nassetta, CEO of Hilton. Those kind of people are there, and we do these 15-minute interviews. And, you know, they're pretty hard-hitting kind of journalist interviews. They're not pulling punches. They're fair. You know, we're not sitting there insulting them, but we're kind of asking them tough questions. Critical questions, yeah. And that keeps people engaged, right? I mean, the setup is comfortable. It's theater style. You know, it, it does a lot of the stuff that I think, from an event design perspective, we normally frown upon or mm -hmm. you know we a lot of times kind of try to remove but because it's sort of this continuous 15 minute change it is quite exciting it is very exhausting you know by the end of the day you're kind of dead but <laughs> it's like watching 20 ted talks in a row right? yeah. you probably shouldn't do that industry but, specific right? yeah so it's very very, industry, very travel industry specific also ceos of you know united airlines and delta airlines and that kind mm -hmm. of thing and uh but it is what I find fascinating about it is that the audience define itself. It's a $3,000 ticket, roughly, to attend. So it's not a cheap event. But because it's so high level, you know, these very senior people that either they're speaking or they have to buy a ticket, right? And it's just, you know, and then you pay. So, so the audience is not like travel buyers or anything specific. It's executives. Hmm. You want to know what these high level people want to talk about? Then, you know, come to the event. Yeah. And I find that very refreshing because I think in the meetings and events industry, we're really focused on, you know, are you a hosted buyer? Do you do this? Do you have this power to do that? And ultimately, the, you know, pay to play, pay ticket price kind of thing, just, you know, the Filters audience yeah, decides itself if, yeah. if, if it's worth it for them or not. Yeah. So there's a bit of like a startup thing and an ecosystem, you know, you want to meet different people. So that's part of it as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's interesting how that mechanism of either the tickets or the enablement of tickets becomes a, a driver of the value market, right? Or, or the value chain in this case. Yeah. Um, uh, when the content is, is, is um, coming from the source and the source is challenged mm -hmm. uh, and it's direct, you know, in its direct way. And I appreciate this from some of the events that I've seen uh, Skift doing and Skift meetings, the ones that you are putting on. Um, I found it interesting. Now you're also launching uh, awards. I understood mm -hmm. that in uh, Skiff meetings. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, we're uh, we're experimenting a little bit with awards. We have the Idea Awards on the Skiff side. Now we have the Skiff meetings awards. Um, we just thought it was a good idea to 
to highlight people in the industry that are doing interesting things. Uh, it is a paid award, so we're not going to you know, pretend like it's a special merit-only kind of thing. It is a pay-to-play, and you know, obviously there's a, there's a business model behind that. But we wanted to figure out who in the industry deserves and who really you know, wants to be awarded as gift me the venue side as well, and organizations, you know, uh, countries, etc. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually my favorite bit, I think, is getting the entries. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing what stories Reviewing. are there yeah. and what those different um, organizations think makes them deserve an award. Because it's, it's not too different from getting a press release, but it's more like a case study kind of approach to it. And I think that is really interesting. And we're even just from a pure editorial perspective, I think we're going to pick up, pick up a lot of those and you know, find stories in that. That's an interesting funnel, uh, the award system. Last night we had the gala uh, here at IMAX, uh, which also enables each of the industry associations to showcase their awards. Uh, MPI there celebrates the Future Leaders uh, Forum and the winner of the Future Leader Forum that come to IMAX. Um, at one point you were. So if you look back at your trajectory and where you are right now, um, what, what were some of the pivotal moments for you? and? What can others that are maybe young event designers learn from your uh, job trajectory? Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I was a pretty mature student. So by the time I won that, I was, I guess, 29, 30. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't fresh out of, uh, out of kind of undergraduate university or anything like that. Yeah. So that, I think that benefited because I'd already had a sort of career in music and kind of pivoted a bit to, to events. Yeah. But I think I was I was really curious and really willing to volunteer and to get involved. And anybody who would sort of listen to me or let me uh, get involved, I was very happy with. So I think that that energy was important, mm-hmm. and and just having that attitude of just you know experimenting it. I, I don't know. I, I feel I feel it feels weird for me to talk about my career. I don't feel like I've achieved you know any great heights, but I've been successful. I've been able to build a, a pretty solid career in, in, in meetings and events and. And MPI was a big part of that. I volunteered at, at, a, at a, the European Meetings and Events Conference and then kind of got a job out of that. And IMEX was all part of that journey. And seeing the trade show floor at IMEX and seeing how IMEX comes together is, is something that gives you a different perspective of the industry. Yeah. And I think that's something that I, I always recommend to students, you know, whether they think joining MPI or something like that is a good idea or not. Mm. Just being at IMAX, you know, it doesn't cost a lot to get on a flight to Frankfurt for most places in Europe and have like a cheap hotel room. Or a train. Yeah, or that. And, and, and just sort of experiencing the size of the industry and who's here and trying to kind of be curious. You know, I think it's hard because people are here to sell and do business. So yeah. talking to students is, you know, hey, you just sort of try to figure out how the business really quick kind of advanced course almost on what's important in the industry, which if you go the academic route, it's very interesting. You analyze a lot of things from an you know, academic perspective, but you don't really get that practical, like, how do you get business? Like, how does this actually work? What are people doing here? Why are they exhibiting? Why does this industry even exist? Uh, those questions are, are not, you know, you can ask them from a theoretical perspective, but when you actually see the business happening, that's when you kind of experience it and see it. Yeah, I think it's a great, great tip. I, I find that uh, even seeing my own son go to this last year uh, was an eye-opening experience for myself. and. Uh, the joys of, 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 of seeing new people come into this industry after COVID, I think, is an important kind of evolution that you know, was forced upon us, let's be honest, as an industry. It's not something that you know, we chose to, chose to do. Uh, but this is something that uh, we 
you know, we now have happening. Um, I feel like this 2023 edition has been um, very fruitful in terms of the curiosity people have for what we're doing, event design. Um, especially the younger generation came up you know, earlier to design for World Education Congress 2027, Destination Unknown. Uh, lots of inputs has been gained. It's going to be brought to Mexico in June and IMAX America. And this is a perpetual cycle of design where when the audience gets together, they will tell you what they want. Mm -hmm. Then you have to figure out what they really need. And then in the midst of all that, develop the narratives of the outcomes that we desire to see in the further future, right? Because 2027 is still a couple of years away. And I think this is always interesting to, to reflect. Thank you, uh, Miguel, for uh, as you were running out to your, uh, to your flight back to, the, uh, to Denmark. The, the way of IMAX. You exactly. sort of, as you're kind of trying to get somewhere, yeah. you, you go somewhere else and always, out a few things. In always the following the flow and having valuable conversations. Thank you for hanging out with us and our listeners today. Um, and um, let's make sure, check, make sure to check out the links that we're going to add to the comments below. Um, also, link to Miguel on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sure he will guide you in the right direction. And um, yeah, follow his tracks because he does interesting things. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag Design to Change and hashtag Event Canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation. Conversation